Hey, it's Beth here, episode 404. Okay, two days ago, I went to go see I Want to Dance with Somebody, the Whitney Houston movie that is tanking. And I was really surprised because the one about Elvis is doing great. And why, what's wrong? But I didn't do any research because I just wanted to go in fresh. The first thing that's wrong is they remix Whitney Houston's voice. So you think that this woman who's playing the role, Naomi Aki, is doing the singing. It's not as good a voice. It just takes you right out of the movie. And the beginning is 20 minutes of her choir. And and during when she's in this choir, it is Naomi's voice. So I guess she wanted that in the movie and so did her agent or whatever. It's so distracting. So then the movie gets rolling when we see Whitney singing for Clive Davis, you know, who's in the audience. Okay, it starts going. It starts going forward. And I'm like, okay. So then the director, she said the craziest thing. She said, I'm telling six love stories in this movie. I'm like, six love stories? Why don't you just tell one? I mean, the most amazing love story is that Whitney was in love with this woman named Robin and everybody, her parents, Clive Davis, wanted her to be America's sweetheart because she crossed over and every boy in America wanted her and that she couldn't be herself. And at the Super Bowl, she wore that tracksuit. It was the first time she got to wear pants and be herself and she sang her heart out. We dropped that love story and we go into all these other crazy directions, but it doesn't make any sense. Not at all. And Clive Davis, I was like, what is going on with this Clive Davis thing? Because there, there was a big scandal that is pre-Grammy party. She, she died in the hotel room in that hotel um, hours before the party and he let the party go on. And there were all these things about Clive and how he treated her. This is a sanitized story and Clive Davis produced it. Robin wasn't involved in it. Nobody was involved in it except for Whitney's sister-in-law who controlled all the money of the estate. It's crazy. It's not even interesting. Stanley Tucci is great. And Clive wasn't, he, he, he says in the movie, oh, you know, I don't get involved in people's um, personal lives. Well, he got very involved in her love for Robin. And it's funny because he's he's all trying to hide it and make her look all sexy and like the sweetheart of Sigma Chi every single time she goes out. And he becomes, unbeknownst to him, later on in life, a bisexual and has a um, great love living with a man. I'm like, that's pretty, that's, that's not fair. So Anyway, but it's the Clive Davis story. That's what we're doing here. The most interesting thing I found out was Kevin Costner. This is just one sentence. Kevin Costner wanted her for Bodyguard. She wanted to do a movie. Kevin wanted her only for Bodyguard. That was all the only person he wanted. It was pretty um, radical at the time. And it was a great movie. And he had a lot to do with it. And he went up against he went up against Clive on a very big issue. They were going to have her sing "What Becomes of the Brokenhearted." 
Uh, Kevin wasn't into it. Plus, it was just in fried green tomatoes, but they were like, we're doing it anyway. And so Kevin goes up against this entire movie and Clive Davis, who is like the biggest thing, biggest, strongest, powerful man in the world. And he says, no. And he says, I want to do Dolly Parton's I Will Always Love You. He said the ground shook when he did that. And everybody said no, including Whitney. No, no, a thousand times no. He wouldn't stop. He knew it was what the movie needed. So he found a recording by Linda Ronstadt of, of the song. And Whitney said, okay, okay, I'll do it. And so then he went up against Clive again. And the two of them, Whitney and Kevin, who became really good friends. I mean, he spoke at her uh, memorial. He loved her. They went up against Clive, and Clive was like, no. Finally, he relented. And then Kevin goes up against Clive again. This is not in the movie. None of it. I mean, Clive Davis is a genius, right? The only genius that ever lived about about music making. Kevin Costner did all this. And then he says the thing that made, in, in all my research, made Clive go crazy. He said... He fought like hell to get the beginning of that song to be a cappella. No instruments. Clive went nuts. And he said, the reason I want that is because I want the audience to slow down and listen really carefully. And if they do that, they will hear how much she loved him, which the whole story is about. Clive said, no, a thousand times no. Kevin fought him and fought him and fought him got to the got to dolly himself to get the rights to the song she said that he called her up frantic and he was so frantic that she said kevin just take it and she didn't hear another word from him for a month because he was fighting this big fight so it goes on to become in the guinness book of world records the number one best-selling soundtrack of all times of all time, selling 45 million copies. And that was the moment. And it made her a superstar. And he gave the movie to her because she was fantastic. He thought she was breathtaking and fabulous. And the minute she came on the set, he realized that he had to give the movie to her. It was his movie. It was his life. It was his legacy. And he looked at her and he goes, no, I'm going to change it over. This movie belongs to Whitney. It's Whitney's love story from me. And I and he even died in the movie, which is what Hollywood demands for Oscars. It was going to be his golden moment. He found the script and he was going to do it no matter what. And then he turns into this really nice person who gives up his fame and glory for this movie and gives it to the girl, gives it to Whitney. And it became her movie and her legacy and her song. So that was what Clive Davis didn't do. And it was not in the movie. Just thing after, and then the Grammy party, which went on Saturday night hours after Whitney's death, was not in the movie. And you know, it's all about her and Bobby Brown. Okay, that was bad too, but he was no angel. And it just, the whole movie just felt, I felt manipulated to sanitize Clive's belief system. He was changing what we all knew to be the truth. 
everywhere you go, this is happening, but I paid money for this. And I sat in that chair. And the girl, she was lovely, but how Whitney would, her lips would tremble when she sang, how she looked when she sang, how she looked when she walked, her legs, her every single thing about her was, it's kind of like if somebody wanted to do Roman Holiday and, and, and be Audrey Hepburn. Don't do it. You can't do it. Leave it alone. You cannot even touch it. It's, it's star. It's a star. So I could have gotten over that if it wasn't this Clive Davis remake of his legacy. So don't see it in the theater. You don't need the perfect sound system for this movie because her voice is destroyed by that stupid remix idea that, would, that was supposed to make me think that this girl was singing the whole time. I, I think Whitney would have hated this movie. I mean, to do that to her voice, to do that to her legacy, to try to tell six love stories when really the, the problem seemed to be that she wasn't allowed to be herself. And if she was here today, she could be herself and we would still love her. So it just shows how, how much things change in your lifetime. And I wasn't even young when that happened. That was just 30 years ago, 25 years ago, whatever. It just, we have come a long way. So anyway, don't go see it. I guess you can watch it when it's on Netflix, but you're not going to love it. You're just not going to love it. Uh, the blue hairs and I, the trolls, I mean, we saw this one coming. And I didn't even know, I, I didn't even know Clive Davis was the producer. I didn't look at anything and I smelled a rat. Five minutes into this movie, I smelled a rat. I was like, where is this going? What is happening? So I don't think Whitney would like it. I think she's probably rolling over in her grave and just don't give it any money. Just the blue hairs and I give you the day off. I saw it for you. I took the hit for you. Just let this one go. Ugh. I'm not the actress's fault. Not not this. Not anybody's fault. I think it's Clive Davis's fault. And that amazing story about Kevin Costner just being lost, and why he was so moved at the funeral. That would that would have been a big part of the story for me. He protected her. He 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 brought her out. Jeez. So anyway, just let it go. We're just going to put this in the, on the, you know, in the rear view mirror and we'll go on with our lives. A lot of the movies in the movie theater are not good now. It's kind of making me nervous that movie theaters are even going to survive. But don't give this one your money. It, it didn't earn it. It just didn't earn it. I will try to stay sane and I will be back and you try to stay sane. Bye bye.